Hi, I'm Chris Grimm, founder, coach, principal consultant of ARIA Consulting. For 24 years, we've been serving leaders and their teams around the world. This podcast, which I wanted to call The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, but it's called And Then I, is nothing scripted, nothing fancy. I promise that we'll be talking about successes and failures. It's the gold, I call it, that you find um, only in real stories with real leaders in real time. With that, I invite you to sit back, uh, soak up the wisdom here of these everyday superheroes. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Um, Welcome to the Leadership Podcast and Then I. Uh, My name is Karuna Marchandani. I am uh, hosting today's Leadership Podcast. Uh, I am with Aria Consulting and ariacoach.com. And I have the pleasure of uh, hosting Mark Rosenbaum today. Um, and in this leadership podcast, we, uh, I get to interview uh, real leaders who hopefully will tell the truth about how they navigate uh, their day-to-day and uh, tell us real stories, get uh, really uh, down and dirty. So uh, like I said, I wanna welcome Mark Rosenbaum, uh, who currently is a chief financial officer of Triton Digital, uh, an iHeart media company. And he has held a uh, multiple of uh, executive leadership roles and chief financial officer roles for uh, entertainment and tech companies such as MySpace, Disney, Fox Interactive Media, the list is long. Um, And I've known Mark for, gosh, a number of years. I won't say that. I won't say how many, Mark, because I don't want to date either one of us. Um, but I had the pleasure, I've had the pleasure of working with him in a number of companies. And um, I first met him at, um, at Gemstar TV Guide, where he was a senior leader there in the finance group. And uh, I'm thrilled to have him uh, agree to do this podcast with me because he's one of the, uh, you know, we, I've worked with a lot of CFOs uh, in my career in-house. And uh, I've always said to him, he's not like the your usual CFO. Um, and we'll, we'll talk, a, we'll dig a little uh, deeper into what that actually means. So welcome, Mark. Thank you, Karuna. Wonderful to be here. I'm so thrilled you're here. Um, Thank you for all those wonderful things that you said. Yeah, I said, I said a lot there. I was going to add, but I decided not to, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, you are responsible for my addiction to coffee bean. I don't know if you remember. I do now. <laughs> So for everybody, cost you a lot of money. I see uh, you did for everybody who's listening. I was not a big coffee bean fan. I mean, I was, I love their coffee, but I never used to have their frozen drinks. And of course, within, I don't know, a month of meeting Mark, he says, you've never had the ultimate mocha at coffee bean. Let me introduce you. And I got to tell you, I've hated him since then. Oh, I'm very fond of you as well. Trivia, uh, Mark, you know, they've discontinued that drink. Just FYI. Um, more trivia. I can't remember the last time I had it. Oh, well, there you go. Anyway, it doesn't matter because it's gone. So there you go. Um, anyway, Mark, uh, like I said, thank you for being here. And um, look, I, I, one of the reasons I wanted you on here is because you've uh, been around a while and you've also worked in entertainment, in the entertainment industry and the technology industry. And of course, over the years, <clears throat> you know, uh, things have evolved, things have changed, the tech industry has changed, the entertainment industry has changed. So I'm kind of curious uh, from your vantage point uh, with this evolution of both those industries, 
what have you what have you noticed uh, or how have you had to lead differently over time? Um, and if it's different for both industries, great, but uh, I'm, I'm suspecting it's not. It's probably sort of the same. It's actually, I'd say there's more in common um, because anytime in any organization, whatever your sector is, um, there's there's got to be sort of core technology and core data management at the heart of what anyone and everything everybody's doing. So now those um, uh, technological tools obviously change over time, but some don't because I'll tell you, yes, in fact, when I was in business school, we were using Lotus 1, 2, 3 and within a couple of years, so now I'll date myself and you can look up when Excel came out. When Excel was you know, introduced, I, I've made a career off of Excel. Mm. So the, and, and it hasn't gone away. Right. So there are some sort of core technologies that um, apply themselves commonly. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then later, um, it, it was uh, sort of the um, business intelligence um, software tools that came out that allowed you to crunch an enormous amount of data and just kind of put your Excel on steroids. And yeah and allow you to manipulate data a, a lot faster. So, so you know, te uh, uh, entertainment versus technology company, it could be, you know, automotive, it, could, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I would say that, um, you know, it's really a, more an issue of, of making sure what is, what technology helps the staff be able to communicate in the most efficient way. So whether it's some instant messaging tool, whether it's, you know, Slack like that, um, yeah. you know, whether it's, um, um, you know, obviously, you know, e email and, and whatever sort of chat form there is, um, ultimately, you know, people need to be able to, to um, refer to one source of truth. Mm -hmm. There has to be a single data source of truth. And so, yeah, there's all these technologies around it, but at the core to make, you know, good management decisions, you, you have to hundred percent trust in, in, in your data. So that to me is the uh, sort of foundation for, you know, any business sector. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And then as a leader, how has, uh, how have how have you feel uh, how have you sort of evolved over time over you know these changes that have occurred uh, in these in this industry? You had to um, do I, things differently, you know, to be a better. Um, now I'd say that sort of biggest leap just within my um, discipline within within finance um, is is as I said this business intelligence. Um, data mart, if you will. It's basically like a detailed data repository system, like a, a multi-dimensional database, but it gets organized into virtual cubes. And mm -hmm. without getting too technical, because I can't, um, you know, it, it basically provides very sophisticated analyses that you can build for finance, for sales, for operations, um, and it helps you improve reporting and 
um, operational deal financial analyses. Uh, it's a sort of multi-purpose, multi-functional um, technology. And so to me, that's like the end all be all for, for my world. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it extends beyond, as I said, out of, out of finance. We, we have a sales cube specifically that allows us to take a massive amount of data, different dimensions of time, different products, different criteria, and, and, and have that be, make, make your data a lot more uh, accessible. Mm -hmm. but, but beyond that, um, you know, just on the pure technology side, you know, currently within Triton, um, you know, we're on our third iteration of our advertising platform. Tri Triton is a digital audio advertising technology company. So we are um, measuring the amount of digital listeners. So if you're listening to, you know, any sort of stream over digital, if you're listening to your favorite radio station on the internet, you know, you, likely it's going through you know, our technology and we're inserting ads into the stream and we're measuring the size of the audience and we're um, um, actually delivering that to your computer. And then we're also, we also have podcast um, technology. Yeah, yeah. So, but each of these have been a sort of a evolution and I've been with the company for 10 years. We're on our third ad platform um, in 10 years. So, you know, okay, every three year kind of a refresh cycle. Right. Um, and we didn't necessarily reinvent. Um, we've obviously created new um, capabilities and new features and, and, and work with our customers on, on what their roadmap is and what, what their needs are to serve their listeners. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we bake that into our next iterations, but it's very, it's very iterative. Um, we have um, about 150 employees of which a hundred are developers. Oh, wow. Okay. A very, very heavy tech um, mentality and, and tech, um, um, you know, focus. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, that's great. Let's talk about, I kind of want to talk about, since this is a leadership podcast, I want to talk about your style of leadership environment. You know, um, what do you think are the sort of the attributes of a good leader uh, during these times that we're in? Um, well, I, I'd say I have a, a number of sort of key guiding principles that yeah. I've I've um, adopted, I've sort of discovered and, and then made it my own. Like, yes, that, that I believe in. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the ones that I feel are sort of the most impactful. Um, but, you know, as an overriding principle for me, you know, you are just in general who you are as a person. You're the sum total of all the decisions you make. Good and bad. Here we are right now. We're sitting here because we made a series of good and bad decisions and hopefully more good than bad. Yep. We're all going to make bad decisions. Um, it's what you do when you make the bad decisions. Yeah. So I think it, it helps um, just from a leadership standpoint, like a really, to me, a really effective leader is somebody who has a high 
EQ, sort of an emotional quotient. Yeah. Because you need to stay emotionally centered and stable. Why is that important? Because everyone else is going to do this and you don't want to go on the roller coaster ride with everyone. Want kind of keep your wits about yourself. Um, and, you know, show empathy, um, be a human being, um, don't be an asshole, um, just be a decent human being. So, Is that the number one uh, prerequisite, don't be an asshole? It's, it's a really high on the list prerequisite um, for just generally anybody I interact with, like, but why? Life's too short. Exactly. So, I mean, you're... I think you're always being judged. Yeah. Every interaction matters. Yeah. Every interaction matters. And, you know, I, I think it helps to be able to properly tolerate frustration mm -hmm. and stress mm -hmm. and sort of digest it and be able to diffuse it and not react in, a, in an overreaction sort of way. So again, stay, stay to the center if you can't. You can't always. Right. So, but keep yourself in check. You know, yeah. It's just, it, it, it's hard to do. And you, know, you, you can get very emotional and rightly so. And sometimes you feel that's the only way you can really communicate how serious you are about your- Exactly. Yeah, and, and just for the record, you're not, you're not implying everybody needs to be dead man walking. Right. It's like you gotta yes. you have to have inflection, you have to change. Yeah. You can you can do this while the rest of the world's doing this. Yeah. Um I'd say another can I just uh can I ask you a question about that? Uh because obviously we've all been we're, a lot of us are still working remotely. People have not gone back into the office. Uh has that changed? I mean, has that gotten harder to do? Has it gotten harder to lead over Zoom? or whatever platform uh, the company has got, right? Whether it's uh, Microsoft product or whatever, the whole bunch of them, but. Yeah, Microsoft Teams. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it is a little harder because there is the intangible aspect of being in someone else's physical presence and a whole bunch of nonverbal cues. And, yeah. and, and for sure there is a cost, but I don't think it, I think it's manageable. Um, I, I'll tell you that, and I'm, I'm very unique in this, that my staff all live somewhere else. And so for 10 years, I have only ever mostly done my meetings originally on, you know, Skype video. Oh, interesting. And so okay. we have our team meetings would be on Skype 10 years ago. And so we've developed a way to sort of have ourselves be distributed, but yeah but find ways to still form trusted relationships and, and respect for each other, which um, you know, obviously is another important <laughs> aspect of, of leadership, but we, we can get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say as far as you know, our current situation, um, it's, it's all still a function of who you are as a, as a person. Yeah. You're, you are who you are in person or on Zoom. On video, right, right. And so it's just how do you effectively um, manage all that? Now, when you, you've been remote for so long with your teams, did you on a routine basis get together, like on an annual quarterly? So there was a touch. Yeah, a lot of my staff is in uh, Montreal. So I would go to Montreal a couple times a year. 
um, but actually always have some sort of physical presence. And of course, I haven't been there for a couple of years now, but um, but that um, at least enhances obviously the remote um, connection. Yeah, so great. Yeah, at least at a minimum, periodic in person in whatever safe form it can be okay. um, these days um, is you know, helps to solidify and cement, you know, those kinds of relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I would say, you know, beyond a high, you know, EQ or being empathetic and being emotionally centered and all that, um, to me, <laughs> seriously important, hire the best staff. People say it, they say it because it's true. Hire the best staff yeah. hire people smarter than you and then empower them yeah don't be afraid to to have a team of people who are uh, gonna have each other's hopefully they'll have you build the relationships to have each other's back yeah. um, you build trusted relationships through honesty and transparency so hire these great people be honest, be transparent, um, you know, foster a, a, a team culture, um, involve others in decision-making. Mm -hmm. um, you know, make, I personally feel that it's important to make each individual feel important and, yeah. and support their ambitions. Yeah, you got to care. If you don't care, then you're you're just a, like you're 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 a number. You're not even a name. So, right. what's I, to me, it's it's all about um, you know, hiring extremely capable people and and you know just um, you know investing in their in their professional lives. Yeah, and there's so it's a great point because there's so many leaders who you and I both know some of them who want to be the smartest person in the room um, and are afraid of hiring people who are smarter than them, right? For a whole bunch of reasons. And um, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. A lot of, a lot of folks can't get over that. Um, no. And I, I feel like, look, no one has all the answers, right? Accept that, know that in that case, get all the best people who have all the great ideas and we have all the best answers, even more than we ever could have had on our own. I mean, it's, it, it seems logical, but know, it clearly is hard. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, when in building a team that relationships are really forged by fighting in the trenches and winning together. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> if you've, got a huge obstacle, you rally together as a team, you're victorious, you are, you're a solid team. Bonded for life in a lot of Leverage that <laughs> forever. So, and, but again, these things take time and they take yeah. nurturing and um, there's a lot of intangibles to it, but there's gotta be a genuineness. It's better be genuine. This isn't just like, well, I need to do this. No, you either believe it and you do it or- yeah people aren't going to respond. Yeah, that's so great. Um, yeah, um, what else is in your list? You have, I feel like it's the Letterman top 10 list, right? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they're, they're just sort of these, these guiding 
principles that I, I sort of spout out from time to time. So I tried to collect them in my head. Um, another one that I, um, my, my wife um, uh, hears me say often is, you know, competitive excellence, right? It's set a very high bar. Yeah. I'm, I'm addicted to winning. Um, I, I see everything as a game. I just, I, I, I just. You've always I mean, been that, right? You've always been that person? Always. Competitive and everything? Yeah. Got, I got, I need to try and master whatever it is that I'm doing. And the only way to do that is to um, have people who help me do that together. I, I, I can get far on my own. I get a lot further with other people's help. Always, always yeah. further with other people's help. So, but, um, you know, it's within that competitive excellence, there are other sort of sub principles for me, which are like no self-inflicted wounds. Life's oh, hard yeah. enough. Life's yeah. hard enough. <laughs> Don't don't do make it worse, right? You know, you know what? I need more, more obstacles. That's what I need. I need more of a challenge. Hoops. Yeah. I'll screw this up and I'll just have a, a much harder time. That'll be much more fun. Right. I know yeah. you don't know it's a self-inflicted wound until you've inflicted it. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Sometimes yeah. you don't know it's coming. Um, well, so sometimes. To, the extent, to the extent you can be a planner, yep. minimize self-inflicted wounds. Right? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Another is um, uh, just a, a get shit done mentality. Mm. Just get shit done. Just get it done. At what expense, though? That's the thing. Um, yeah, you got to be mindful of that, challenge. right? That's an, uh, listen, there have been, um, unfortunately, and I'm not alone. You know, I, had I gone into investment banking, my life would have been, you know, there have been no balance. Yeah, you know when we were at uh, Gemstar TV Guide, there was there was a uh, a four week period I remember where we worked literally a hundred hours a week for four weeks in a row. Just four weeks for you? We uh, we just a, a lot more uh, <laughs> at that pace. I know, I know. <laughs> so you know, yes, at various times there will be a work life yeah. balance. There just will be because you're you're in the battle yeah and you do what you have to do um but when you're not in the battle um yeah uh you 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 need to be as productive as you can be within um you know an, enough proper constraints so that you can be able to take care of the physical and emotional side of your being yeah, that can be an everyday thing. I mean, I, I know as a coach now, as a consultant, um, and, and I'm sure you've worked in the past in some cultures where it is 24-7. So, right? So, that sense of urgency is yeah. always. So, so it's interesting. And that's something I think, you know, it's worth exploring further yeah. is, um, you know, I'm, I'm always on. Yeah. And by always on, I mean, I only feel, and this again, this is me and my personality. This is not, not for everybody. I only feel comfortable when I know everything in my world and universe is stable. Right. It starts to tilt. I got to get it back to stable. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not obsessively, but I'm, I'm regularly from morning till night 
checking my email and and sort of keeping you know finger on the pulse of sure. what's going on make sure that the patient is you know at a calm normal heart rate right. um, i i know some people can feel like that's just constantly stressful to me that's calming yeah for you for your reassuring that that everything is fine right not, i'm like immediately taking care of it and so yeah. to me that's another attribute which is be responsive mm-hmm. people appreciate responsiveness and now yes if you've got a hundred different things and you can't do a hundred things simultaneously but but managing that sort of priority list and 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 being able to to produce and and do it at a, a pace that allows you to um, keep everybody at least within a a, a normal kind of pace. If, if yeah. people are are accelerating in their if something's getting out of control, then look, you know, these are all strategies everybody has. I think learned over time, which is if you have an email string where it's respond, 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 pick up the phone, stop it, cut through it, short circuit, and take care of it. So I think learning what those triggers are and and when it's effective for you to um, find the most efficient path to get that done and and do it in a responsive way. You know, it, 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 uh, you talking about getting shit done and you being on all the time, uh, when you hire people on your teams, uh, how important is it to set expectations and to let them know, like, this is how I operate. This is what I expect. Very important. And by the way, just because I do that doesn't mean I require everybody else to do that. Right. Right. And, And the way I manage that is I know for, you know, who I report to, I'm constantly making sure the world is okay. Yeah. Um, and for you know my staff, uh, I respect their non-work time unless, unless there's something that truly is an emergency and I'm very judicious in what I consider an emergency. So if I'm reaching out to somebody, okay, it's unusual and it requires some you know engagement right. and intervention. But otherwise, yeah, I'm not going to, nothing is going to be that important unless it is. <laughs> and right. by the way, and, it, and it's not, it doesn't happen every day. It doesn't right. happen every week. It so again. Yeah, it's a fire drill, right? It's occasional. Yeah. And, uh, but there are some people who kind of are addicted to the fire drill. So every day is a fire drill, right? And there are well, a couple. That's, that's it. I mean, I, I feel that, you know, another skill or attribute that people can hopefully learn over time is the need to constantly adapt in an environment of continuous change, right? And so that's it. That's us as human beings is just the change is constant, of course, but what, how do you adapt? And, um, and we hate change as human beings. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We hate it, but we love it. Because if we didn't have change, we'd be like, okay, what am, what am I doing now? Right. Oh, right. because you're bored with your current whatever, you need a change. So, uh, yes, it's you know, back to the 
competitive excellence, I'd say sort of the last 10 minutes kind of captures all those mentalities in, in my mind. Um, and, and everybody has their own bar. Right. And that, and that's something really interesting when you're interviewing somebody, Hey, Karuna, can you wait, where's your, here's my bar. Where's your bar? Right. Oh, your bar's here. Oh, okay. Oh, your bar's here. Wow. You can't know that until we start working together. No, that's so true. You don't, yeah, you don't find out. I mean, people aren't necessarily going, I mean, they're going to tell you a good story, right? They're going to, doing the interview, show themselves in the best way possible, the best light. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, day one. Time, over time, you figure out, right? If you're uh, hiring a lot of people, you kind of, you, 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 you get to know pretty quickly if they're a keeper or not. But that's really hard to assess during yeah. Interview. It's so hard. It it's all of those intangible things about who you are as a person and how you go about kicking ass doing your job. Yeah, it's so true. Look, it's a great segue. You brought up change. Um, a change is being is constant. And let's talk about uh, talk a little bit about um, the role of a leader of you in driving change in an organization? Like, how do you do that? How do you bring people along? Um, well, I, I guess, you know, it, it depends on what kind of, what flavor of change are we talking about? Mm. So are we talking, you know, culturally, trying to turn how, who we are as a, as a group and how we behave and, and act towards each other? Are we talking technological change? Are we talking, yeah. so it, change is, bro is broad. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but I think, I think today, um, probably the most relevant thing um, that everyone is facing is remote workforce. Yeah. Um, and, and effective leaders today need to understand how to work with a remote workforce and how to use communication tools to manage projects and, and manage people. Um, Flexible, yeah. And so I believe we'll see how it works out over time. Uh, and just because we're, we're certainly heading in this direction in my company, we are, um, going to have a very flexible workforce. Mm. And so I'm going to predict that we'll have more people than not still working remotely with a increasing but still generally limited people getting together in a much smaller environment. We're, we're having discussions like everybody around the world on our existing space. Yeah how it's currently too much. And so what do we need? What, what, do, what, what does our staff? Right, want? right. So, you know, we need to have discussions with our staff and get, get their input. And so certainly um, um, being able to survey um, your, your team and understand what's critical and uh, then we can, create some, some policies that, that are effective. I, I feel like, um, you know, we, we have not missed a beat 
mm. uh, remotely. And I know a lot of other companies have not missed the beat. Now, again, it's business specific, yeah. but as I said at the beginning, we are mostly, you know, majority developers. So yeah. there, yes, there, there's, there's, <laughs> there is a lot of independent activity except that, you know, they're in sprint teams and, and yeah. all this. So, you know, you do need to collaborate, but the, what we're on right now is very effective. It just is. But, you know, as I said, also at the beginning, 2, 2D is, is only so much. So that, that's why I think if we've got some, some kind of a collaborative workspace um, and there'll be this hybrid, there'll be a hybrid model for sure. Mm -hmm. So leading change in an organization uh, requires sort of consensus, not consensus, but maybe input from the population, right? And I think yes, as important, it can't just be top down. It's it's a it's a it's top down and bottom up. Yeah, yeah, and I think top down. Look, the alignment with the board, your lead, you know, the 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 CEO, all, all of that needs to fall into place, right? You you kind of all have to be in a line. There needs to be aligned thinking around these kinds of things. Um, well, and yes, and. You know, another kind of critical piece um, is effective communication. Yeah. So again, these these are like motherhood and apple pie. It can't it can't be overstated. It just can't. It really can't. Transparency as much as you can, and certainly you know there are areas that you can't be transparent for for obvious yeah. reasons. But but another guiding principle of mine is um, um, no surprises. Mm. No surprises. How do you have no surprises? You're, you're, you're planning, yeah. you're trying to anticipate, you are having contingencies in case of, and, and I say no surprises, I mean no good surprises, no bad surprises. It means you're not in control or, or something's getting away from you somehow. Yeah. So you, again, you can't be perfect um, in all instances, but the extent you can anticipate and then be transparent, communicate, right. that communication helps to reveal things that will help change your course to then keep you from having surprises. Right. Um, you know, it, it's important to know when to talk, when to listen, back to that top down versus yep versus yeah. bottom up um and uh yeah you know it's so ironic mark right we've got so many tools today uh that can help and assist with communication there are myriad there are a million ways to do this and yeah. yet uh uh even in my consulting that is the one area where if I were to like survey employees, they'd say, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the middle management, I don't, you know, maybe the executives are doing really well. They communicate to each other, they talk, but then there's always this gap. Well, right? I'll tell you what we do. Yeah. Um, in fact, this Thursday, um, we have a you know, monthly all hands meeting. Yeah. Every single person in the company, and I've granted we're 150 people, so it's not like I've got 50,000 people all in the tiniest of Zoom boxes. Um, but, but at least our size, and obviously other larger companies have their town halls and whatnot. Sure. 
It's important. It's important because it's the only real direct connection to yeah, the top leaders, to top leaders and, and, you know, all levels of staff. So, and it helps to, you know, either not just for the sake of rallying the troops, but at least communicating um, a vision. Yeah. Um, you know, communicating concrete goals for the future and, and do it in a very enthusiastic and positive way to get everybody, you know, on board and moving in the same direction. Um, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's important. Um, I didn't appreciate how important that was until much later in my career. I'm like, I just I do my job. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to like accomplish. I'm like, well, okay, you know what? Got to step back. Yeah. See what, what the bigger um, organization's purpose and existence is and how am I part of that? So yeah, hard to do. Um, hard to get that perspective unless you live. Some things you just, you have to live them. Yeah, obviously, but um, uh, what yeah. you have for up and coming leaders, um, you know, who need to sort of build strong teams, cohesive teams, high performing teams. Mm -hmm. What you got for them? Well, first of all, um, I believe in a democratic leadership style. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm open to opinions. Um, uh, I will make a final call where I need to make a final call. Yeah. But, but I need, I need everyone to have, um, their, their voice again, depends on the subject matter, but, but generally speaking, I want to, I want to hear what, what, you, what you think. Yeah. Um, it's all part of that smarter than me mentality and I, I need to know so I can assimilate and put it together and then um, either hopefully it's a consensus but you know if there's a split decision I'll, I'll, I'll definitely make the final call so I you know obviously you need to make confident um, you know tough decisions and lead with authority and you know that that is inspiring. Um, if hopefully you're not making constantly wrong decisions, that that would be hard. Suck. <laughs> but but then you know once you've committed yourself, then you know rally the team and support the direction. Yeah. And and again back to what I said earlier about um, you know fighting in the trenches. Um, you know there there's no task too small for me to do. Mm. Um, I, you know, as like my CEO says, he's like, I'm, I'm everything from, you know, CEO to, to janitor and yeah. apologize to janitors, putting them on the lo lowest rung, but it, it's, a uh, you know, it's just, you do what you need to do and you do whatever you need to do. Yeah. I, you know, I alluded in my introduction uh, that you were not the usual sort of uh, that, that is one of the qualities, right? You were always willing to roll up your sleeves and do the hard work. Uh, it was, right. It was not the, oh yeah, I got people. Cause you always had people, right? You were always in, I always saw, saw you managing to, you had teams, you had people that you could delegate to and you did very well, but, um, but you were never one to say, oh yeah, I'm, 
they can do that. I'm, I'm not getting involved. Listen, I, I've been very fortunate um, to have worked with exceptional people. Yeah, good exceptional humans. They're sure. just good people. Um, and, and, you know, one of them who was my head of finance at Jumpstart TV Guide, yep. you know, I, I hired him there and now a lifelong friend. Yeah. So it's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, so it's obviously it doesn't happen for everyone everywhere, but to the extent you can, you can be like-minded and yeah. have the, the, um, the same kind of, of purpose that you'll get there together. You know. And, and, and by the way, have fun. You better have, we better be having fun. Right. And, and I, I have to find humor in everything. Yeah. I don't care what it is. I'm finding the humor. Damn it. Yeah. So, <laughs> it kills me. So I'm, I, I feel like, you know, that, that also helps diffuse. I'm not saying to minimize or belittle or not take seriously, but, um, but I, I'm taking, you know, things seriously, but with perspective. Yeah. So don't be an asshole. Hire good people. Have fun. Have be, fun. be good playing in the sandbox. There you go. That's it. All back to kindergarten. Just yeah. like, are you good in the sandbox or not? No, but what do you do when other people are assholes? Um, so that's, that's an excellent question. How much time do you want to spend on that? Yeah, right. Um, there's no easy answer to that one, I don't think, unless you have one. There, no, and of course, it's going to be individual specific. And, you know, is it a, is it a one-off? Is it, you know, course correction? Is it their DNA? Yeah. Um, and so, yes, I unfortunately have had to let people go in my career. And I always, you know, when I was much younger, I, I, always, I was a people pleasing person. I wanted to just make everybody happy. Well, I, I learned somewhere along the way. You were that guy? Yeah, yeah. I, I, changed, I, changed. I would never have guessed that. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's, you know, because I, I, I came from a, biology background undergrad and yeah. went to business school with zero work experience or or business courses and so I always felt like I was just completely behind the eight ball on on everything because you know everybody had their business degrees and whatnot and so I I just always felt like I just needed to please huh. until I started which is kind of an interesting concept I, I started to think about early in my career that, let's see how I can phrase this. Um, since I didn't have all of the tools in the toolkit when I started working, yeah. anytime I encountered something new, a new challenge, something I had never seen or thought of or I was eager to learn new concepts. So when I encountered something you know, I'd never heard of um, or understood the concept before uh, and then solved whatever the complicated problem was, 
let's say it was, you know, creating a spreadsheet that solved whatever, I always felt happy knowing I would always own it from that point forward. Like, oh, and now I got that. Oh, I see. Now I got that. Now I got that. And eventually, for enough years, <laughs> you've seen kind of most of the yeah. challenges. And yeah. so you've, you've dealt with them and you can kind of pull that out of your toolkit. For I sure. didn't have a toolkit when I started. So, so that's yeah. when I started to form more of my opinion about, well, wait a minute, this is a better way to do it. And then I would, you know, cater more towards getting a better solution than I was trying to please everybody. Yeah. Well, look, and having, you talked about EQ earlier on and having the emotional intelligence uh, and the self-awareness, right, to learn those lessons or understand that uh, building your toolkit is important. I, I think that gets sort of gets missed along the way. Um, it's know. hard because I, and I don't know how it works with the millennial generation because the, the amount of time bouncing around, I, I, I don't know how that may or may not disrupt the development of that sort of mm -hmm. toolkit and what other intangible relationship um, skills that, that you develop. I was fortunate enough to work in, you know, Disney was, you know, I was there seven years and yeah. nine years. And each of these places were really long periods of time where you can really develop a yeah. very rich set of relationships. Hard to do if you're, you know, switching every one to two years. Yeah, you know, for How me, uh, yeah, it's, it's sort of an interesting question. I, I sort of, uh, and I, I don't know that we have time to kind of talk about that. It, it may be part two, but it's interesting to me because of course, this is the, the talk, everybody wants to have this conversation about the millennial generation and, you know, what do we have to, what do we have to do to kind of make sure they're supported and they're successful, right? In you know, like, what is different? And I, to me, it's analogous to, you know, uh, I went to the same school middle school and high school, my whole, I didn't switch, right? But I have friends who switched every two years. Literally their parents moved army brats or what, right? And um, and I think both, uh, I mean, I clearly had the, uh, had the advantage of building long-term relationships uh, all the way to high school. But I also had friends who were so used to change and so adaptable and flexible. It didn't matter that they went to a new school and had to start over. Oh, interesting. And made them more outgoing and more extroverted. It forced them because sure. well, they had no choice, right? So to me, uh, when people talk about, well, millennials change job, you know, they won't stay anywhere for more than 18. To me, it's the same. It's like, well, they're just, they're open to doing new things. They're opening to challenging themselves more because it's more of a challenge when you switch jobs. Um, you know, so to me, that that's how I kind of think about it. And I uh, and I and I don't mean to say you said it as a negative, but I think some people talk about it pejoratively, right? Saying, "Oh my God, they won't stay in any one place." No, oh, that's a really interesting um, perspective. I hadn't thought about that. Um, that is analogous to switching schools, um, and you're you're the new kid, and you need to form relationships. And how do you survive? And so, uh, for sure. Um, but maybe I'll suggest how many times do you need to keep doing that? Yeah, fair, fair point. Um, I think, you know, it goes back to change is constant, being okay with change and challenging yourself, right? So if you're in a job that you're not happy and you don't feel like you're being challenged, well, then 
you know. Well, and that's back to the tools in the toolkit. Are you growing personally? Right. And, and you know, I, I always encourage, um, you know, personal growth, take, you know, courses, I'll, you know, support, um, you know, yeah. external courses um, and professional development is, is really, really critical and learning managerial skills. And, you know, so if you've got the initiative, yeah, <laughs> the desire, um, hopefully you have an organization that will support, you know, and invest in you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I think that's a really good point, a good point to end that on. Um, what do you think? I think I can go for so much longer. It's entirely, that's fine. We, we, covered, we covered a lot, for sure. Covered a lot. Um, yeah, it's really good. Uh, look, thank you again uh, for your pearls of wisdom. Uh, much appreciated. I appreciate you spending the time. And uh, for those of you listening, uh, this one's a good egg and uh, I hope you learned something new. Um, well, thank you for joining us and uh, we'll see you next time on the next And Then I. Thank you, Karina. This was a really, really fun conversation. Awesome, thank you.